Hey, this is Chris Torres. I'm the youth pastor here at Embrace Fellowship Church, and this is the Embrace Students Podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. I hope that you can enjoy today's message. We're going to start a new series that I'm excited about, and it's called The Youth Will Always Win. Can I get an amen? Can I get So today I want to start the message with the title of the sermon, which is Don't whisper. Be loud! Let me say it again. Don't whisper. Be loud. Now, I hope I got your attention. Because when we whisper, it's hard to be heard. But when we're loud, it's impossible to ignore. Impossible to ignore. So let me tell you today. Today's generation... I truly believe, has heard enough negativity. Today's generation, your generation, Generation Z, has heard a lot about what you are and what you will be. And a lot of it is of the world. But honestly, what I see in today's generation is a generation after God. A generation who loves Jesus. So today, I want to encourage you to not be shy about your faith. Don't be scared about what other people may say or do. Don't be scared about how people are going to look at you or or what they may perceive about you. Today, I, I want you to remember, don't whisper, be loud. But it's not just about our words, right? It's not just about our words. Because some of us are living our lives whispering and not taking a stand for what's right. Instead, we sit back. And we join in on the conversations that we know we shouldn't. You see, I think the next generation isn't going to be a generation after the world, but a generation after God. Because you guys are tired of the fluff, am I right? You, you guys are tired of the fake things, the fake love, all the stuff that the world wants to fill you with that is only good and temporary. It's all just for a moment. I feel like you guys are just tired of what the world has to offer, and all you want is something real. And so that, that's why tonight I believe with all my heart that God has you and you and you in his plan. And he wants to raise you up. He wants to challenge you. He wants you to change the culture, to, the culture, to shift the perspective, to actually shake up the ground of the people around you. In fact, listen, I think that this generation is going to be trailblazers, right? World changers. But you will never be able to accomplish that if you keep whispering. So I think it's time we take a stand. Can I get an amen? I watched this sermon recently where a youth pastor was preaching to his students, and, and I was actually considering doing this exact illustration, but I figured, hey, what if I just explained it? I feel like it, it, it might hit the same way. So there's this youth pastor here in Texas. He was preaching to his students, and on the stage, on a platform just like this one, he had a bowl of goldfish with him. And he said, in this, in this bowl, these fish are, sh- are safe. In this bowl is where they live, It's where they're fed. It's how they get oxygen. It's where they're happy, right? It's where they live. But what happens when you take the fish out of the fish bowl, out of the water? They begin to die. 
They start to die. And as he's explaining this, right, he's, he's saying everything that I'm saying right now. He's grabbing goldfish, and he's explaining everything I just said. And then at one point during the illustration, he grabs more than just one. He grabs a couple, and he chunks them across the sanctuary. And in a moment, there is a sudden panic across the room. All the students are getting up. Some of them scream. Some of them are running around the sanctuary trying to find where these goldfish have landed because in a panic, in a rush, they're trying to save their lives. They don't want the goldfish to die. And so these kids, they're running around in this big rush. They grab the goldfish. They put it back in the bowl. They grab another goldfish. They put it back in the bowl. And when all the goldfish are safe, and nobody's worried about them anymore because they're safe, The pastor sits there quietly and he looks at his students and he says, why aren't we that quick to rush and save the people around us? Listen, we can't can't live our walk with Christ in a whisper. We can't walk out our faith in a whisper. We have to be loud. It's something that Jesus calls us to do. We can't sit back and be secluded. Tonight, I want to ask you a question. Do you struggle to live your faith out loud? Are there any areas in your life that you are whispering when you should be loud? Tonight, God is going to show you and he's going to show me. He's going to show all of us in his word that we are called to live our faith loudly. So if you're taking notes tonight, and if you're not, I encourage you to. You could pull out your phones. I'm giving you permission to pull out your phones. If you're taking notes tonight, I recommend that you do. I want to tell you again the title of today's message, and it's this. Don't whisper, be loud. Don't whisper, be loud. Because if you want to see your generation saved... You've got to be louder than the noise they hear all around them. The enemy is constantly shouting lies into your friend's ears, even into your own ears. And this world is trying to tell everyone who they are and who they think they should be. And all of these lies, all of this false security, if you want to save the people around you, if you truly love and walk in a relationship with Christ, you can't be living your life out in a whisper. You have to be louder than the noises around them because a whisper will never drown out the loudness of the world. And tonight I want to start with a verse from Ephesians chapter 5. If you have your Bibles, you can quickly flip there on your phones, I'm sure, (laughs) or you can pay attention with me on the screen. And in verse 11 it says this, don't participate in the fruitless works of darkness, but instead expose them. Don't participate in the fruitless works of the darkness, but instead expose them. Listen, I I really want you guys to get this, right? It says to expose the things that are happening around you, the evil things, the things that 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 are not of God. It says not to participate. Well, what's the opposite of that, it would be to expose them. So what I want you to get tonight and how I want you to pay attention to the scripture is that if we stay quiet, if we whisper, if we sit back about the things that are evil around us, we might as well be participating in them. 
We have to expose the darkness by speaking out against it, by living our faith out loud. So let me give you maybe an example. Because a lot of the times we find ourselves in conversations or situations that we shouldn't be in. And in these situations, we can look back at this verse and remember it says not to participate, but to expose them. But if we're not exposing them, we, we might as well be participating in them. Because when we find ourselves in these kind of conversations or these situations, instead of shutting it down, like, hey, guys, let's change the subject. Let's not talk about this. Instead, no, we sit and we listen. Or, or maybe sometimes we do speak up, but the things that we're saying aren't of the Lord. No, in fact, what we're saying are things of our flesh. And we begin to start, instead of standing out, we begin to start fitting in because we've joined in on the conversation. And maybe for you, that conversation may be a circle of gossip because you're talking about that one girl that you don't like. Maybe she treated you wrong or that one family member you don't like because they were super annoying. Or maybe for my boys here, maybe it's a conversation about a girl you do like and the guys are talking about her in a way you know they shouldn't be. And so instead of saying something else, you're sitting in there not saying a word. You might as well be participating in that same conversation. But it's not just these conversations that we may stumble into or even initiate, but even the actions that we do with people too. You see, the places that we go, the people that we hang out with, the things that we even like and share on our social media, whatever it may be that we find ourselves in these type of situations, we have the option. And it's to either stand out or stand in. And can I tell you tonight that God is calling you to stand out? Jesus is calling you to stand out, to live your faith louder, to be in a life of abundance, to live and operate in his grace, in his love, in his mercy. God is calling you to stand out. And maybe, if you're like me, you find yourself in these kind of situations and, and you get a little scared. A little fear comes over you. The worry about what people might think about you or the worry about what to say and how to say it right comes. And instead of being the light, instead of being the salt, instead of maybe shutting things down or stepping out when we know we need to, we just sit back. Well, today I want to encourage you with something that Paul said in 1 Corinthians. When you find yourself scared in these kind of situations to speak up, I want you to remember this verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. When I came to you, this is Paul talking, brothers and sisters, announcing the mystery of God to you, I did not come with brilliance of speech or wisdom. I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of wisdom, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not be based on human wisdom, but on God's power. I want you to get this tonight. Paul starts off by saying that he came to his brothers and his sisters announcing the mystery of God. He made it clear that his mission was to speak out. 
Because that word announcing is similar to another word called declare. And if you know anything about these two words, usually when somebody's announcing something or declaring something, they usually do it in such a loud manner. Whether it's over a microphone, over a speakerphone, or maybe they're saying it out loud to the world. Usually, when you announce or declare something, it's in a loud manner. And so when Paul came, it wasn't in a whisper, but in a loud manner. And it says that he didn't worry about this excellent speech. He didn't worry about the eloquence of his word or having really, really good communication. No, he was weak, it says. The Bible says that he had actually fear. And the Bible says that he was trembling. In other words, he was shaking. But despite all of that, Paul was on a mission. So if you find yourself in these kind of situations, can I encourage you with what Paul said? Paul was on a mission for Jesus Christ, and he was so determined not to stand in but to stand out. And because of this, he let God's power shine through him. He didn't care about communicating things in such a perfect way. He didn't care about knowing too much or knowing all the right answers to the questions. No, God's power was able to shine through him even greater. And you see, God wants to use you as a mouthpiece for his good news. Come on, somebody. It doesn't matter how ineffective, listen to me, it doesn't matter how ineffective or ill-equipped you think that you are. It doesn't matter how unready you feel. God is going to, and he wants to, use you. He wants you to stand out. He wants you to live your faith out loud. So can I ask you something tonight? What message are you sending with your words? Is it one that brings life to the world and light to the darkness? Or is it something else? Listen to me. I, I need you to understand I need you to get this, actually, because this is so important. The enemy wants you so badly to just be quiet. He wants you to never lead that small group. He wants you to never lead that small group from your school, in your house, with your family. He, he would love for you never to go and pray for that person that God is telling you to pray for. He would love for you to never go and pray in public or, or pray at, at your school before you eat lunch in the cafeteria. Listen, the enemy would love for you to just sit back and be quiet. He would love for you to never share your faith on your social media or with your friends. More than anything, he would love for you to live your faith out in a whisper. Because get this, if he can keep you quiet, he can keep you ineffective. So you need to be loud. And you need to be louder than the words that the enemy is speaking over you and your friends. You've got to live louder than what the enemy is saying in your life. Don't let the enemy keep you quiet. I want to talk about Daniel because Daniel, Daniel has a miraculous thing happen to him. To me, it's kind of... It's, it's really incredible. Honestly, it's quite remarkable what happens in Daniel chapter 6. So let me give you some backstory here because I want you to be here with me, okay? Everybody paying attention. If you're here, say, I'm here. Come on. If you're here, say, I'm here. So let me explain some backstory here. 
There's a group of politically motivated administrators that have laid a trap for Daniel by manipulating the king in Daniel's time to sign into law a regulation that would put to death anyone who worshipped any god other than him. You see, the king has regarded himself as a god. That's the first problem. And now the king has become convinced by these group of people, these administrators, to sign into a law that anybody who worships any other god than him would be put to death. Now imagine with me for a second, we were just worshiping. We, we, I'm sure if you were in worship, maybe you prayed, or maybe you prayed sometime this week. Now just imagine with me, close your eyes. Imagine wanting to do that. And the moment that you did, the king found out. And now you've been sentenced to death by being thrown into a lion's den. That's terrifying. You can open your eyes. That's terrifying. Me versus the lion? No way. I lost. 100%. I just look like a fat piece of steak to that guy. I mean, come on, somebody. Now, here's the incredible thing I want you guys to realize tonight. Daniel wasn't phased by any of this. Because he stood on his conviction to pray to God and God only. In spite of the consequence of being thrown into the den of lions as a punishment. You see, Daniel was motivated to face this fear because he was so grateful for all that God was doing in his life. For all the times that God had blessed him. For all the times that God had protected him. For all the times that God has shown him love. For all the times that God has given him mercy and grace. All the times that God has been there in his life. Daniel was so devoted to God no matter the circumstance. So even when his life was threatened, he continued to be faithful to God. And so we pick up in Daniel chapter 6. And this is verse 10. Just one verse. And it's going to tell the whole story. This is one verse. I've split it up onto three slides so that it can make a little bit more sense. Read with me. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed and the law was passed, he went to his house. Now, listen closely because I want you to get this next part. He went into his house where he had windows in his upper chambers open towards Jerusalem. Get with me here. Daniel literally got in a high place after the law had passed with the windows wide open. And what we see next is that he begins to start bowing in prayer. Let's continue. It says, he got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he had done previously. Nothing changed for Daniel. You see, the enemy was trying to silence Daniel. He was trying to be better than him. He was trying to be louder than him. The enemy was trying his best to silence him and render him ineffective, but Daniel didn't care. No, he, listen, he wasn't deterred. In fact, Daniel was stirred. Daniel was stirred up in the spirit that his courage would actually grow. And through his prayer and through his conviction and through his devotion and commitment, All of his courage would come out inside of him. And even though the law that was passed, he would still pray three times a day, even though it was against the law. You see, his honor of God, his prayer to God, overpowered the temptation to be afraid of other people. 
Some of you are wondering why it's hard for you to go and pray for that somebody, and it's because you won't even pray to God. Daniel's devotion to God would actually end up, end up inspiring the king, this foreign king, to write to all the nations in their day to fear and admire God. I don't know, I don't know if you got that yet. So I need you to pay attention. Listen, Daniel, what Daniel did, he didn't have to shout. <laughs> Daniel didn't have to shout to be loud in his faith. It was his actions that made him loud in his faith, so much so that the king would be changed. In fact, Daniel was in his home praying. It says that he was doing it the same way he was before. So what I can only assume is that Daniel always went to the top part of his house with the windows wide open while he prayed. Nothing changed for Daniel. And because of this, because of his actions, his faith was so loud that it drowned out the enemy from that king. Listen, I want you guys to have the courage to speak up and to live a life that is, that is everything that God wants you to be and to be the Christian that you claim to be. Because a lot of us, a lot of us would claim to be a Christian, right? But we all know the saying, actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. And it's these actions that will ultimately make your faith even louder. I'm getting ready to close. Would you stand with me? I'm going to read a verse in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus says here that, starting in verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. And in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Actions speak way louder than our words. And Jesus here is calling you to action. He's calling you to live your faith loud. He says that a city, listen, a city situated on a hill, cities are loud. And if it's situated on a hill, that means it's bright. It can't be hidden. And this walk with Christ, this generation, I believe is going to be a generation for Jesus. A generation that wants to see change. A generation that wants to see anxiety and depression fade. A generation that wants to see suicidal rates start dipping down because the love of Jesus is so much stronger than the things that the world has to offer. But it all starts with you. You are the trailblazers, the world changers, the ground shakers, and Jesus wants to use you and he wants to use you to be a light to shine through the people who need it most. He says that no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Jesus chose you, and he doesn't want you hidden. No, he wants you set up on a lampstand to light up the way. Get this. Your actions are a light that impacts everyone around you. 
So let me ask you this. Are you living in a way that spreads the light of Jesus? Are you honestly doing all that you could be doing to live in such a way that brings light into the darkness? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? I want to tell you something. We all struggle with hypocritical people sometimes. Maybe you know somebody in your life that was a hypocrite and they hurt you. But if we're honest, sometimes we can be those people too. And if we're completely honest with each other and with God, many of us in this room talk a lot about faith, but our actions don't reflect the light. But I want to encourage you, because I'm so tired of this generation being talked down upon. And my encouragement is to be loud for the right things by the way you live. In speech or in action, be loud in your faith. Let every action you do be loud for Christ. So with heads bowed, eyes closed, tonight it's time to be loud. If you've never taken a stand for Jesus and you want to, tonight's your chance. If you've never taken a stance for Jesus before or, or maybe you haven't done so in a while, maybe you used to, and now maybe you've kind of dwindled back a little bit. You've let the fears, your anxiety stop you. Don't wait any longer. Whether you need to be saved or you need more confidence, or you just want to speak and live in a way that impacts others, I want you to make your way up to the front right now. Well, hey, thanks again for tuning in this week. We really hope that you were blessed by today's message. Why don't you consider sharing this message with a friend who may need it? And if you really liked it, subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages like this one. Remember, you are loved. Have a blessed week.